the only reason I'm going with it is because they were super cool. Oh yeah. Like, if it was anybody else, I would have been like, "That's dumb. We're never doing that again." But they 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 did it. Was and they made it fun. That's so. really not the thing, way to make things go away. Just as a BT dubs. I just close my eyes and try real hard. Because it usually works. If he's out. anything like me, he'll just like keep doing it harder. Yeah. <laughs> until it becomes yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not. That's yeah. what we do to him. <laughs> Don't get away uh, from okay. me. Proclaimed as the city of destiny, Tacoma has maintained itself as the city of grit. Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas, whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I am Justin. I'm Scott. I'm Jeff. And with us today is Jamie from Espionage Cosmetics. How are you doing, Jamie? I'm doing really good. I'm really glad you made it. This has been a long time coming. Like, yeah, a really long time <laughs> Scheduling coming. and trying to figure it all out, but we've made it happen. There is no Brogan today because he's still uh, eating mud bugs and other weird stuff in Louisiana. Did you see his last text? What is happening? No. Our, our partner, we have another guy. So, yeah, yeah we have the fourth Brogan, and right now he's spending fourth the Brogan. week of fourth Brogan. We don't need four <laughs> Brogans. We just need one. Um, he's down in Louisiana because his sister's down there, and it's her birthday. So it's kind of like a birthday weekend sort of thing. Uh-huh. And uh, he's originally from there. She moved back down there to uh, do stuff, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think she's married, and they have a place, and yeah. she's living her life, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That's what people do. They also know how to party in Louisiana, so. Oh, yeah. Apparently, this is what we've been <laughs> saying, too. Weekend. He's going to be hurting when he comes back, is what I'm saying. He's, uh, and so, yeah, so what was the text that he ended up sending? Well, it's all pictures of food he's been sending, right? I know, so it's, it's all these, like, um, just plates of food. And and they look delicious, I guess. I'm not a big how, seafood yeah, person. Yeah, how do you feel about, like, I mean, they look like, like deep-fried oysters right. or some sort of Cajun spice. I don't think they're deep-fried, but they're Cajun spiced oysters and a lot of seafood. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about seafood? I'm like meh on it. If we're yeah. talking about crawdads, if that's where we're going, I'm well, definitely not into it. Yeah, we're <laughs> definitely not in for the mud bug stuff. He does the crawfish boil, and I'll eat he the does. potatoes and the corn, yeah. but I'll generally stay away from the crawfish. Yeah, so he's been call. sending all these pictures, right, with like uh, all this this food, whatever, and and we're like, yeah, okay. And then he sends this super angry post about uh, or or text about. Someone just charged him like eleven bucks or twelve bucks for like two pieces of chicken. Oh and yeah, you can tell he's drunk because like halfway through he put like two spaces <laughs> and like there's a period. And you're oh, like, yeah, they're ah. like three hours ahead of us, yeah, so, so he's or two at least yeah. right now. I guarantee it. Yeah. yeah, makes me happy. That is actually very very I'd be fantastic upset about that too because like the cost of living and everything is much lower down there. That's a lot of money for some chicken. I right. At, I hope he was at a really fancy place. And I'm from the south, so I, I was there raised there. So where where in the south? Um, like. Nashville. Okay. All right. Nice. Most of my family is actually in Nashville, Tennessee. Damn it. Nashville's yeah. on the list. That's one place so. that I I've, go. I've been there. It's, uh, it's the only thing I remember were the pralines, getting pralines, because uh-huh. those were fantastic. That's a thing. And I remember some of our friends going to a sushi place, and I'm telling, I was telling them, I'm like, that is the biggest mistake you'll ever make. <laughs> Why are you doing this? There are some good sushi places. Are there? And yes. But there are. there's no, there's no, there's no water. I mean, there might be a lake or something. Yeah, I'm pretty but you sure. You can get but... anything overnighted to any part of this country. 
any uh, day of the week. So all right. I mean, I'm just okay. saying, man. All right. I can get stuff overnighted from Shanghai, China. So if I can do that, then I think you're safe with some of the sushi <laughs> in the fancier parts of Nashville. All right, then. All right, then. <laughs> but they should probably be going to bars and listening to a lot of music because that's also a big thing there. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Um, seriously, thank you for uh, showing up today um, and hanging out with us. Um, Espionage Cosmetics, and we're going to get to it really soon. But what do you tell people when they're like, well, what is Espionage Cosmetics? Um, the thing that we have come up with after many trips through the TSA and dragging all of our stuff <laughs> through there, <laughs> trying to have like the quick uh, uh, the elevator pitch, is we're nerd makeup. Ah. And mm-hmm. as soon as they get the look on their face, like, what exactly does that mean? I tell them, you heard exactly what you think you heard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, makeup for nerds. <laughs> exactly. And then I just tell them that I took, um, we took the things that we loved the most, which was cosmetics and um, and nerd stuff, like video games, comic books, um, tabletop gaming, just things like that. And we just fused them together. And um, and lucky for us, it worked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because the chances are so low that a regular, like, regular ass business works <laughs> much less what we're doing so it's not lost on me how lucky i am that the crazy thing that i decided i was going to go all in on actually happens to become a thing so. and you are based in tacoma and this yes. is the reason why we're doing this because uh you're down on pacific avenue yes uh now do you guys have a retail store on pacific avenue so we used to that's why i'm just trying to make sure yeah we used to um we actually had to um convert it completely into shipping and receiving um yeah it wow. was yeah it was pretty crazy so we converted it completely into shipping and receiving and um and as of now we have uh we have converted the entire second floor into shipping receiving and production wow. of our main like hq uh building so, so. B- the best place uh, the best place for people to check this out is espionagecosmetics.com yes then. online is definitely your best bet and it's super simple uh we have links out everywhere but like if you're listening to this on any device right now because of the awesome becca scott's wife yeah. who does all of our show notes and listens to this this thanks ridiculousness <laughs> uh we'll have the links right there yeah. for everything so people can find it awesome. uh i remember meeting you many years ago and not even <laughs> meeting you personally at this point but uh coming in contact because we managed to through a series of a different events um and mutual friends that i decided to do a video where i got my hands done the nail wraps with teenage mutant ninja turtles <laughs> nail wraps yeah and uh, these were these were fantastic Not only because they had the sweet colors and they had the little bandanas, (laughs) but we went the extra mile with them. And I'm going to tell you, this is not easy to do anything when you have these, (laughs) but there were googly eyes placed on my fingers. Was it like a face on each one? Yeah, yeah. It was little Ninja Turtle faces. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I had a lot of exceptionally long business calls about those googly eyes because we had to make it had them custom made in order for them to really be, yeah that wasn't like things i thought you just could pick stocks I, I literally thought you could just like pick <laughs> no. those up out of michael's or something you, no they had to be you would tiny, think right? you would think but they had to be tinier yeah. and um so i had at least two very long business calls about making those <laughs> custom it, imagine explaining that to a chinese production partner who i don't speak mandarin i had never done production f- before i definitely was not like <laughs> trying <laughs> <laughs> trying to pull anything back to make it easier. Um, but I'm really proud of those. So, Oh, no, they were fantastic. And I was so happy to do them. And people are like, what do you have on your hands? And it was an, an immediate icebreaker. And it was like one of those things that's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, I got Ninja Turtles on my hand. Check out who Michelangelo is. It's the middle finger. And I was really stoked about it.
about it. And mm-hmm. and it was through that and then being able to do more things with you that I was able to see this come to the limelight. And when that started, that was, gosh, like, was that seven or eight years ago at oh this point? Um, that was 2013. Okay, so about six years happened. ago now. Okay, yeah. yeah. And that w- was that your first major Kickstarter? Yeah, that was our first of two. Oh. And we did a, a follow-up. So what I like to, how I like to frame it for people is that the first Kickstarter was to help us, like, just do the thing. Mm-hmm. And the second Kickstarter was to help us... Um, make it like add it to the framework of the company and actually make it an official part of the company going forward. And that's exactly what we did. Wow. Um, we actually, could I, just to interrupt real quick, Mm -hmm. could you, do you mind just kind of walking through the history of the company? Like, uh, you said you started in what, uh, 20, well, yeah, you had the 2013 was a Kickstarter. Like, so let's go, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's go back to the, the beginning because I have, I have no idea. Uh, And I I forget. I'm like, I'm super familiar (laughs) with everything you've done. (laughs) We're all friends. And at this point, and so, yes. Yeah. So take it back to what made you decide to, uh, even start this venture. I know about you from the Kickstarters. Yeah. That's where I've heard about you. So yeah, I think that's, so the, the way that espionage got started is, I um, I was a professional hair and makeup artist. Do we have sounds? Do we have weird Yeah, sounds? yeah, yeah. That was a weird sort of grinding. Was, was that the ghost or was that Jeff eating? <laughs> oh, okay. If, Jeff, if that's Those Jeff people. eating, we need to get him checked out. Are they really people okay. or are they ghost people? <laughs> oh, I guess they're really people. Okay. okay. So... Not as fun. No. Ghost people are more yeah. fun. Um, so I was a pro- professional uh, makeup artist. I was doing a lot of um, um, like on-set stuff for... Everything from like web series where I was out in the woods making orcs at four o'clock in the okay. morning and it okay, was really, cool. really cold. Or I was doing like really corporate things like for Lincoln Cars or T-Mobile, um, uh, T-Mobile Corporate. Or I mean, there's just if I had to name all of the things that um, that I really worked through, it was pretty, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one of the things that I always did on every set was once I put the makeup on the, you know, the person that I was assigned to. I would then have to like pack all of that down, which I bring a full kit in that has like thousands and thousands of dollars worth of gear and makeup. I would have to pack everything down that I would need and pack it onto my body and then go onto a set for anywhere from six to 12 hours to do touch-ups. Oh, and wow. okay, the way yeah. that I would do that is that I would mix um, variations of different things that I had um, to, so that I would have things that were multi-use. And, um, and then because I'm crazy, I was like, you know what I should definitely do? <laughs> I should definitely make makeup out of my house. Um, oh and, yeah. Because that's yeah, why simple not? I mean, and easy. Did you, have, I don't do anything easy mode. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of noticed this from <laughs> I'm you. Legendary from the mode all the way. <laughs> and so, and so doing that and making your own makeup, you kind of felt like you could continue to do this kind of on your own, strike out on your own, or was it really just by necessity of needing that much makeup for all the different things you'd have? Honestly, or having those I just touch-ups? wanted to do it. And so I was like, why not do the thing? All right. Um, I had right. the added catalyst, I will say of. My uh, my little brother Joey had actually passed away um, in 2009. He he literally went to sleep and did not wake up. He was 18 years old. Condolences. And it was very. I mean, it's still hard now. This is. Um, I've been trying to master the art of not crying every time I talk about it because I want to be able to tell his story. And Absolutely. Yeah. No matter how much anybody empathizes with you, they will still be really put off if you're doing ugly cries. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I am. Uh, I'm trying to get better at being able to tell the story without getting really emotional. But one of the things that 
um, happened when Joey passed away was that I I thought to myself, number one, I should have played Halo with him more. And I actually <laughs> yeah, have a tattoo yeah. to symbolize, uh, oh, the, awesome. to memorialize that. But number two, that I didn't want to spend a majority of my life doing things that I didn't like or that with people that I didn't care about or just like wasting so much of my life doing anything. Mm-hmm. And so I got really hard headed about it, obviously. Yeah. And um, so it helped. It helps the factor of like leaning into something like starting your own business and something that takes so many hours and takes a lot of uh, you getting your butt kicked all the time yeah. uh, in order to get it to go through. So that was um, a huge benefit um, as far as the the motivation portion of it. But then um, I, then I just I'm a creative person. So I just went and did the thing and people started reacting to it. Um, I would say on a much smaller, a much smaller scale, obviously, than what we have now. But I took our first um, I signed up for Geek Girl Con the very first year that they ever had it. Oh, yeah. I had never vended at a convention. I had no idea what that meant. We didn't even have testers um, three hours before the show. Like, I didn't think that anybody would want to. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) And we had like literally all of the colors. Like, Did somebody just like walk up and be like, do you have any testers? And you're like. That's no, a thing. Luckily, I thought about it. Oh, three okay, hours okay. Before. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, which, and then literally had hundreds of colors just in one bin that we would have to like go through every time somebody get just. Oh, we were, yeah, yeah. We're like noob level of it's, everything. Yeah, it's yeah, mm-hmm. it's a level one or level you zero do what at you this can point. With what you have at the time. Yeah, you're, my gaining, Angela says. <laughs> you're gaining your exp as you're going oh, along. I gained, I gained that exp. <laughs> <laughs> I gained it for sure. Um, and I saw that we had come out with two new collections. One was the brown coats collection, which mm-hmm. was my way of grieving that I had only just found out that brown that Serenity Firefly had one season. Yes. I didn't know that until I was on Heart of Gold and I went to go Google. Oh no! And also, all of you Reddit trolls who <laughs> built things that made it look like there might be a second season. <laughs> F all of you. That's yeah. not good to do to people's hearts. <laughs> so there was that. And then I uh, had the Gamer Girl collection because I was heavily into WoW. Um, and nice. um, both of those things sold out at the show. Um, and I was like, huh, this is not as weird as I anticipated it well, being. It's like that has to be um, it has to be a, a, a kind of a relieving sensation because you're signing up for a vendor position at a convention uh even back then it was not cheap to go to a convention Mm -hmm. and so to be able to actually sell your product there and sell out of the product it's gotta it's gotta like you just say it's gonna be one of those things where like those little victories that that you need yeah to a little bit of hope that they're giving you right there that's awesome there's vendors that go and don't sell out of anything yeah Yeah. and they're they're also like way more experienced than we are like um, sometimes my, uh, very low risk aversion, it works in my favor. <laughs> that was one of the times that it did. Um, and then from then on, I, I realized that that was probably the best place for us to, to sell our stuff because mm-hmm. I mean, we can have a website, but if nobody knows that the product exists and nobody knows that our website's there and nobody knows why we're different than anybody else outside of just like the novelty factor, yes. then it doesn't matter. And so I started hitting conventions really hard. Um, for almost three straight years, I did 15 plus conventions oh, every year. And I, this yeah. is on top of, this is on top of, I also had a, um, a an award-winning um, floral design, like wedding floral design company. So I was also booking like Anywhere wow. from uh, 10 to 25 full-scale weddings. I didn't even know about this. Yeah. Um, and that's what my mom... So when I was growing up, uh, my father was a pastor. And we had... There were five kids that were like 
um, I'm going to say natural kids, but basically we just kept kids would just show up at our house and then mm -hmm. nobody would take care of them but us. And so they just stay. And so they ended up like being part of our family. Oh, yeah. So I mean, no, five yeah. of us natural kids. And then about, if you count it all out, about 17 total that wow. like cycled through our house over okay. my over me being you know growing up mm -hmm. um but uh we didn't have a lot of money my again my dad was a Makes pastor sense. and so yeah. my dad yeah. would um do weddings my mom would do the cakes and the flowers for the couple that's how she made extra money and by default all of us learned how to do that so yeah. okay. my two yep. brothers mm -hmm. who are like six two you know, 300 plus pound football make players. The best like floor arrangements. They're really good at corsages. <laughs> <laughs> They're really good at it. So when I came here and it was during the recession and I had no way of getting a job, I actually came here with an offer of a job or a guarantee of a job in 2008, and 2009. Yeah, and I got here and they stopped answering my phone calls. Oh. And I was oh. like, oh my God. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. And this isn't like people that I had just met. I worked for these people in Colorado for a year and a half. And they just straight up ghosted yes. you. Oh. Yes. I mean, it's a beautiful place to be, but also not like that. <laughs> not like that. Holy <laughs> shit. And, uh, but wow. I don't, I don't rest in victim, victim, uh, status for very long. It, uh, actually bothers me because I'm typically like, well, I put myself here, so maybe I should fix the problem. I feel you. And so, um, I put, uh, two ads on Craigslist, one that I would, that I could do wedding flowers and one that I could do, um, makeup professionally. And I had my first client in 45 minutes. And that's how I started both Ding. of my companies that eventually, um, ended up in espionage. Um, wow. Yeah. So. And so does, does, how does the wedding thing work now? Yeah. I, I, you're, you're I had done? to, I had to like, no, okay. I had to like tap out of that because okay. it was on top of espionage outgrew it substantially because in a wedding, in the wedding company that I was running, I was essentially the product. If I wasn't there, then, then yeah, I couldn't make would, any. Yeah. Exactly. And so, um, and I loved doing it. It was very stressful, but like what in my life isn't stressful? I'm, I'm, pretty much used to that it seems and, and i mean you can totally correct me if i'm wrong but it seems that you you thrive with a little bit of stress or maybe a mm -hmm. lot of bit of stress i don't and like anything like just being easy because mm -hmm. then to me it has no value whatsoever and um i feel like at this point i have uh, managed to get to the healthy version of that <laughs> okay good on you good on you congratulations when you're younger you do some really stupid shit oh yeah uh-huh <laughs> so. oh yeah i understand most of mine revolved around drinking and eating really badly and playing video games as well but nothing really that creative at that point mm -hmm. it was just getting diabetes by <laughs> playing lots of everquest and oh. drinking mountain dew so i know all about all that well everquest was some serious business so oh, like kind of had to live now you there. did now you did mention wow are you gonna, are you are you playing wow again um no i'm yeah. trying to stay away yeah. because yeah. Class, uh, classic uh, is fun I mean, I, oh I I, <laughs> i'm like i'm like the old lady talking all the time about like how these level 10s can just get their mounts without trying back in the day oh that, that's me all the time yeah that's so. me too it's like some of my greatest high, high quote-unquote high school football stories are me raiding an everquest and being like <laughs> oh let me tell you about the hour-long fight i had of em with emperor shizra yeah uh, do we need to get into that <laughs> no but i've got the stories and i got those so yeah i just and that was one of the things that really brought me into um, loving what your company did because it embraces that geeky culture. And it, I think like, I mean, with everything, like the timing seemed to be just really perfect for what you guys were doing too, yeah. because there seemed to be a void in like with geekdom, a lot of the times, oh, there's Tacoma. We've heard it a couple of times. <laughs> yep. There's something serious going on. Mary. But uh, uh, one of the, the, the big things with it was, is, is just the fact that, um, with geekdom, it's, it was like in the last, I don't know, maybe about 10 or 15 years, maybe 15 years, maybe not even that far. It's become 
cool to go out and tell people that you play Dungeons and Dragons, that you play video mm-hmm. games. And it's well, not one of those things that you sit back and just do at home in the quiet. Well, that's because none of us that were doing that peaked in high school. And so now we're living our best <laughs> lives. That's an interesting and point, we're, yeah. And we're, now, uh, and we're now running, like geeks and nerds run the world now. We're the programmers, we're yes. the builders, we're the creators, we're the people that run everything. So absolutely, we're going to be able to talk about, like, this is... Yeah, all the things we're doing so because I can feel, we run yeah. everything, and I don't feel too weird talking about EverQuest. Like, I mean, I know Scott rolls his eyes because he doesn't play a goddamn video game. I do play video games. Well, I you play your yeah. I just can't. I just can't care about them. I know. so much. I just can't. They're my stories, but like, I, I, but I, I yeah, feel the, it. Dude. Yeah, like I feel it. Like I'm that guy. Like um, if I don't stop myself from doing something, I'm all in 100. percent Well, fuck. I'm podcasting for how many know, years? Right? For what reason? Cause I know. Because it's fun. Yeah, because it's love fun, it. and I like it. That's the only reason, right? And so I know exactly mm-hmm. the feeling you talk about so i play and uh i stop myself i'm like no fuck off i gotta shut this <laughs> off I, gotta I wish i could controllers. i wish i could i yeah. literally went from one video game back to another video game because i felt bad because i wasn't playing that video game because i just got a new one <laughs> this happened day before yesterday you have a problem sir <laughs> i do i do i get a little obsessive about that yeah. but now you can go out there and you do and you can say about that you can talk about you know what's awesome i mean hell i'm wearing a world of warcraft t-shirt right now it's what is it, that what is that a symbol of this is the shield that signifies the tank okay for the looking for sorry group. my my horde mind only saw blue oh uh, <laughs> only alliance okay okay don't like, worry i've got a horde jacket at home let's not talk about this <laughs> Um, but the thing was is that you know, people wanted to be able to express themselves in different ways. Yeah. And some of those ended up being uh, – Did you, you started with just the nail wraps, correct? Um, no, we actually started with the cosmetics first. Oh, that really? That was like the first two years. Okay. Yeah. And then the nail wraps is what we kicked off on Kickstarter, which okay, it also okay, yeah. like you couldn't, you, couldn't, uh, um, you couldn't kickstart cosmetics. Nail really? wraps aren't cosmetic. They're yeah. considered stickers. They're considered oh. stickers by insurance, by customs, by um, like a whole different – it, it was very provident that that's the thing that we wanted to kickstart because there was no other way for us to get around the and role. no cosmetics because did they give a well, reason because they don't want and I completely get this they don't want to be able they don't want people uh, like fly by night companies or companies that don't have a reputation or don't already have a thing okay. going on to yeah. essentially be testing cosmetics on their their kicks their backers exactly yeah okay yeah then now that totally makes sense in those terms it's like a it's a liability thing but also kind of a moral thing at that point because you don't know and that's one of the big problems with kickstarters uh coming from now now it's a little bit better just because i mean it was the wild west you know yeah like there's plenty of games where i've gotten partial rewards or there's other things where it's taken three years to get it i cannot tell you how much indigestion (laughs) i had the night before we we started it because oh, I had never touched that much money in my life. Like, I'm a poor Mexican kid. The fact that we were going for, I think, 20000 was the first amount. Yeah. Like, that gave me, and I do what I say I'm going to do. So if I had to end up killing myself just <laughs> to get on, that to get deliver to whatever. Um, and because I had never been through that process, like, I was just like, and all I was hearing and seeing, of course, at that point is just like all of the ones that didn't deliver, right. all of the people that yes. didn't do what they said they were going to do. And, and the I'm people who suddenly person. just disappear. <laughs> right. I am not right. that person at all. And so I, had, I was so sick the night before. But um, we ended up quadrupling what we went for. God and that, and we damn. had like a thousand people on Facebook. We had like we had. I was just lucky that I was surrounded by a bunch of other nerds who was who were as pumped about it as I was. Yeah. And we literally 
like grassroots war tabled it. Like we would sit in one room together and we would find every blogger or vlogger or influencer that that had some connection whatsoever. And we would individually personally email every single one of them. And just tell them, like, ah, and a, a lot of them, night. yeah, it, it is. And that's exactly what made it happen like it did. Um, we still, like, to this day, some of my um, most, uh, some of my best friends, like, in L.A. are from that group of, of bloggers and vloggers that answered the first time when we were like, hey, this is a thing we think you'll like. We that's already, amazing. you know, follow you. And, um, and they su- have supported the company since basically day one. Because that's when everybody really knew that that we were a thing. In the I love place. that, man. Yeah, I, I love that. I love when you get like a core group of, of people or just supporters. I think we get that a lot with uh, just friends and people we have on, right? Yeah, like yeah. Rusty, Amani, like just guys who we've supported and they've supported us for years and years. And that's that. one of the fun things, even like doing this. Like I've always considered uh, the Grit City podcast when I came on, even when you guys were doing it with Brogan and Scott were doing it previously, it was it's an oral history of what is happening at that time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not looking to make money because if I was, I wouldn't be doing this podcast, but because mm-hmm. it's just out of the fun of it. But it's meeting people. It's meeting the, the different things, learning the stories, and then learning about those people, too. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things that that's not going to go away after the podcast ends. Mm. Exactly. Whatever, dude. I'm not opposed to money. Yeah. Send all your money to I know, me. I know. Send them in snack form so Jeff Love can eat it on the podcast. <laughs> I love that he just picked up paper and started crumbling it up. <laughs> Jeff, what are you doing, man? I was what taking my gum out of my you mouth. We're I was taking my gum out of my mouth God. and I had to put it in a wrapper so it didn't get stuck to the bag. I love it has that. my chips in it. <laughs> But it's also one of the reasons why I try to support, I mean, local things around here. And yeah. it was, I was really happy to see you being in Tacoma, especially down in this area, because you, when did you move down to where you're at now in Pacific before Avenue? Before it was popular like it is now. Uh-huh. <laughs> see, and so, like, I mean, that was, before then, there weren't the places that there were now. No. And it wasn't quite as cleaned up and... uh I will, and safe as it is now. Yeah. It's very well a lit lot, currently. A lot rougher. <laughs> I, I think the inclusions of places such as uh, McMinimins and yeah. uh, a lot of that has really gone away Absolutely, the way has. to bring a lot uh, a lot of that up. I mean, even with the, the light rail construction, which is a giant pain in the ass for many people, mm-hmm. once it's done, it'll be able to even facilitate that even more. Yeah. And there's, I mean, a lot of the, the um, buildings around here have been bought out by... Um, uh, companies that are redoing like re um what is the word are they are they keeping the, like the historical facades and yeah, stuff like that are. okay okay so but it's they they rehomed everybody that was in the original like the original apartment buildings and then oh, they're really? turning them into like yeah they're um turning them into like more upscale um apartments and um penthouses and things like that the one that's like actually it might be on this block just all the way down to the end yeah um that has like a chinese restaurant and the like the bottom floor of it there yeah. that one's being completely redone and there's like four of them in like our five block vicinity interesting yeah it's it's one of those things and we just recently talked to the yeah. urban business solutions guy and it was one of those where i i, I like the, the the big bad word is the gentrification which mm-hmm. is 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 a bad thing and you need to make sure that that is avoidable but he's helping a lot of those businesses yeah. reimagine their business and re uh, reintegrate their business plan yep. and i didn't even realize and he had said this that uh tacoma the city of tacoma has a grant that you can redo your facade mm-hmm. and clean it up and do a lot of that and yeah. update it and it, maybe not even necessarily modernize it but make it so it's like somebody who has just come here, moved here from somewhere else is more inclined to want to go to your business. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I think that's super important when it comes down to There's it. There's a lot of programs. This state has um, an incredible amount of programs that are very beneficial to small businesses or creatives or, um, you know, just uh, people who are in marginalized communities that do not get a chance to access um, the the leverage or the money or, um, you know, the information that they, they would need to start a business successfully from the ground up. There's a lot of them. Um, what, were you able to, uh, like, did you do the research on that and find ones that worked for you? Or is this just stuff that you found as you've been going along? Just stuff that I found as we've gone along. Um, and it's just, I'm a very, I'm a huge fan of the fact that um, there's, there's never a way, there's never not a way, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. And it, it makes, uh, being in the state of Washington actually makes it easier. Because they That's are cool. so... They are so small business focused. I'd like to talk to them about their tax um, stuff, <laughs> but <laughs> like I'd like to have a discussion with somebody um, somewhere, but that doesn't mean it's all bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're really good at being focused on, um, you know, on the smaller communities having programs like that. I don't know if they still have the program here in Tacoma, but they used to a long time ago where um, essentially if there was an open space or a vacant building yes. that you could take it, a creative or a business, small business could take it over and they would agree to X amount for their rent, and um, it would stay open, or it would stay theirs until it was rented out or it was sold. I don't was that know. is that SpaceWorks? Yeah, it might be. Yes, it might be. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they're still doing stuff. Okay. Yeah. At least yeah. I hope so. At that point. Yeah, there's there's tons of programs like that. I mean, not even just the Score program, which mm-hmm. is I, I don't even know what it stands the for. The Small Business Association. Yeah. Program. The, yep, yeah. Yep, the SBA does Score. Right. They're they're great because that's all CEOs and CFOs yep. from companies. Yep. Um, really. That, and they've they've been CEOs and CFOs for multiple companies. It's not just one. And so okay. they have like a really strong. Um, line of experience across the board and wow. um, they also have contacts that can help you uh, reach out to investors or um, or you know who they recommend for accounting or you know there's like a million things I, I that's think amazing everybody needs to use the internet more and they mm. need to talk yeah. to people more um, the SBA is great dude like mm-hmm. um, if you're looking to start any kind of a small business just go S- I think it's sba.gov or sba.org mm-hmm. or something like a small business association yeah. Dude, they have all kinds of cool information for people. Yeah, and they're just yeah. not very good at getting the information out. No. Yeah. And so you don't know it's there until you look. Yep. And that's where most of these programs are buried, that you can get a lot of incentives or um, or help or assistance in some way, whether that's just at being advised or, you know, finding out where you can get some income for a short period of time. Like there's there's a lot of that. They're just not good at their own PR. So I mean, I mean, literally, it seems to me like the, the the most solid piece of advice you can get someone is like if you're looking to get into a business, get on the internet more. Get, yes, get your ass on the internet. <laughs> there's, there's tons. There are tons of things out there for small businesses. Mm-hmm. This is something that I've followed and looked at for years and years too, right? Um, I mean, I don't have anything successful, <laughs> but um, I have I have had a couple of dumb businesses and and done some things. So um, there is all kinds of information out yeah. there for people, and they really need to look at it. The yeah. uh, score um, will kind of make you feel like a dummy, like uh, honestly. And ask <laughs> <You're not> Brogan, <wrong. laughs> they will, man. They take anything you give them and they they critique it like on a on a very very professional level, right? Well, that's so, good to know because you is, need to have it, a it, little it bit be, of a. You can. It's good to get feedback, but it can be disheartening too when you put yeah. out when you you think you've done this great business plan, you give it to Let's them. Let's make a podcast right, business, right. and they're well, like, "Whatever your podcast business." Sucks. And it comes like, back with right. an F on it, right? <laughs> no, and, no, don't put an F on it. Fuck <laughs> that. That's rude. Like I said, they're not so good at the PR no. part of things, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, Broken and I actually took um, a business plan from a currently running business that is makes 
millions of dollars and took it to them basically with a different name on it and they still shat all over it really yeah they're still like yeah this is stupid and we're like hey dummy well brogan did <laughs> brogan's it was like brogan did. Yeah, it was mostly brogan but he's like hey dummy this is already a business but it, i mean still they and give honestly you... take that as encouragement because I thought so. there is there are so many things that um like i've had people work for me before who were very very like well this is not the way things are done and i'm yeah. like and who is signing a paycheck right who is signing a paycheck <laughs> no, like, I thought it was like it this was, business was here before you, like yep. it predated you because a lot of a lot of people, um, uh, even without uh, and score would be a different a different thing because most of them have had actual experience running a business. But almost like there's pretty much not one business uh, professor that has started like ground up, scaled a business mm-hmm. and then goes and teaches about it. And what, so, with happen? all due respect, what are you saying? Like I Bill Gates it. isn't out there teaching classes? No, no, <laughs> not, not one. A thing. Not no, it's not a thing. Um, with with all due respect, because I don't have a degree, I dropped out of school in eighth grade. But I think that that actually made me um, prepared me better for what I was going to have to do to run a successful business and scale one from the ground up than I would have had any help uh, getting uh, getting a degree and also starting out with that. So um, I can pretty much learn anything that everybody else has debt for um, on Wikipedia if I'm really interested. If you really want so, to, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, I tell people that when I say that, people are like, you're fucking such an ego. you got such an ego. <laughs> like, you can learn anything online. They're like, yeah. that's not YouTube an ego. Videos. That's the truth. YouTube videos are that's fucking right. amazing. I'm that's just going to say that right now. Yes. That's how I've yes. fixed a lot of yeah, my the house. The only things that you should not be do, like <laughs> learning and then doing is like, you know, like rocket science. And even then, I would say, eh. Some electrical and stuff, like, maybe. like medical brain stuff. I was going with medical. You know how much electrical and shit i learned point, online the, that <laughs> will actually progress to the point where it will be a learnable thing online that's so, crazy but everything else about that. everything else there's literally no reason for you to not be googling everything there was a woman who literally with her children built a house yeah like just like we looked on youtube videos and we realized that we could budget this amount we can't buy a house but we can build a, we can build one on a plot of land mm-hmm. and they did it yeah so awesome, you can do all of this stuff anybody can do anything if you have that determination and i yeah. I mean, to be perfectly honest, to have that bullheadedness sometimes just to keep oh, pushing. Yeah. Um, I've learned to prize how naive I am about things because I didn't go through like a full, like I didn't go through college and university <laughs> like regular people did. And But naive with other people is not naive with me because I know that if I make a decision to do something and I don't have all of the details, number one, I don't need all the details. I don't need more shit scaring me. <laughs> right. Just terrifying right, right. me because that's energy that I'm expending being terrified about that's something that I can't yeah. change. And number two, um, I have learned to trust myself so hard over the last seven, eight years yeah, because yeah, there's, you have to. there's nothing that has been put in front of me or that I have lined up for myself, not knowing what I was getting into that I haven't done. And so I know that I'm involved I'll be fine. Yep. And um, I think that that's, I mean, that's something that people have to like figure out with themselves over time. But um, I like to, I like to phrase it as I have ascended to the Beyonce level version of myself. (laughs) And I just, where I'm not like, I don't have to like tell everybody that I think I'm amazing, Mm -hmm. but I'm just like, I'm really good at my job. I'm really good at, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and just having the confidence about it. And here is the proof. (laughs) All of this behind me. Suck it nerds. I think, I think that's awesome where you're like, you're like, 
you use like being a little bit naive as a superpower a little yes. bit. They're like, you yeah. can't do that because and you're like, fuck off. I know what I can do. Get out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it I can do that. Matter, me. If right? I had known, I said, tell people all the time when I speak on panels, like if I had known at the beginning of this, well, all the things that I'd have to learn and give up and do and figure out and just, I would have, I would have been such a sissy. I would have tagged out so hard. It, it, it would it's, have... it's a terrible analogy, but I'm going to be like, it's the same as looking at your list on the DVR when you've got like a whole season <laughs> of something <laughs> and you're like, I can't fucking do that. I can't. I cannot do that. Fuck off. Like that for me, that's the same thing you're saying. Here's a laundry list of things you need to learn. I'm like, no, fuck you. I'm going to go play video games. I'm out. I'm just going to watch the last episode of the season. And see if maybe I can catch up. Watch the like, recap yep, yep. and what's going to happen why, next season. Why that, am I so but lost? like with taxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but it's dealing with real money and mm-hmm. getting really fucked if you don't do it correctly. Yeah. And I'm, the thing is that I didn't know how what could happen if I didn't do it correctly. I just was determined enough to make the thing work that I really cared about. And I've managed to build myself a job that is so rare that um, it makes it even more of, of a it gives me even more of a reason to continue building it because there's never going to be anything like this. Even if I build yeah. another thing, it's not going to look like this. And, um, and I'm one of the few people in the world who gets to, gets to create that, like go to work every day doing a thing that I wanted to do when I was a little kid. Like I was a little girl playing Ninja Turtles. Um, (laughs) and I was super into, uh, WWF wrestling when I was younger. (laughs) Really? Really into it. Wow. I wouldn't have expected that. Um, I got bullied so much about my knowledge of like <laughs> so much um i can i can explicitly remember two times going into the the girls bathroom and crying because they were making fun of Aww. me because i was convinced wrestling was not fake and i was really oh. fine. <laughs> it's real to me <laughs> i was really really holding on to that really holding on to it Washington is earthquake country. Join us for the world's largest earthquake and tsunami drill, the Great Washington Shakeout, 1017 a.m. October 17th. Get survival and preparedness tips at shakeout.org slash Washington. Most people haven't been in a really big earthquake, although some may remember the earthquake in 2001 that shook everywhere between Tacoma, Seattle, and Olympia. Do you know what to do when the next earthquake hits? Help build muscle memory. Drop, cover, and hold on for the Great Washington Shakeout October 17th. That's 1017 at 1017 a.m. It's good practice to make sure you don't run out the door and get hit by falling debris. After, do one more thing. Move heavy things that might fall, especially giant frames over your bed. Work on that emergency kit for you your family and your pets are you two weeks ready having beer and pretzels ain't gonna cut it but you don't need to buy a fancy kit either you can just build something at home with an old backpack and stock extra food and water for home it's also really important to sit down and talk about what will happen after the disaster who's gonna pick up the kids what are you gonna do with the pets if you've got to evacuate does your business even have a plan don't wait communicate Self-service may not work as well after a larger earthquake, but you might be able to send a text. Have a friend or a relative be in an out-of-area contact for the whole family to text and relay news. You can learn more at shakeout.org slash Washington. Use hashtag shakeout on social media to post those shakeout selfies afterwards. Thanks to the Great Washington Shakeout for sponsoring the Grit City Podcast. Now, I do want to change this up a little bit here, and I want to ask you some really stupid questions. 
well, not really stupid questions. I guess we got a couple coaster questions. But for yeah. everyone out there, this is Jamie. She is the CEO and Glitter Jedi of Espionage Cosmetics. Like we said, espionagecosmetics.com. Uh, all the social media is right here available. You're on Twitter, Instagram. Definitely check out the Instagram. I mean, it's a makeup stuff. Makeup and cosmetics. You want to, well, I guess cosmetics is makeup. But anyway, all of the visuals uh, that yeah. go along with that. Uh, first question, um, Glitter Jedi. Yes. So, um, what's up with the Glitter Jedi? Um, Where'd you get that nickname? Oh, I was going like, that's true or false, right? <laughs> <laughs> true or false. Yes. Glitter and Jedi. <laughs> yes. Um, one, of, uh, one of the actresses that I put a glitter mask on slept in it for six days and then text messaged me and was like, this is, she sent me a picture. It looked exactly the same. And she was like, oh my God, you're a glitter Jedi. And I was like, and that is my title. And done. That's great. Uh, yeah. See. And so that has, that has created a thing at espionage where, um, once we, uh, once we have accepted you into the fold, once we've broken you in, you then you have, you get a title that you have earned and that you care about. And then you have your like grown up title that you say to the other muggles when you're having meetings. Yeah. So mine is glitter Jedi and CEO. Mm -hmm. Um, we have uh, a Jill of all raids who is our creative director <laughs> nice. um, and she can do literally anything. She's amazing. Um, we have I'm trying to think of the other ones that we have. Uh, my mom works with our company now uh, doing like HR and uh, finance stuff. And she has decided she's just glitter mom. She just like named herself. She didn't care who was giving it to her. <laughs> she's like, I'm not letting you guys give she me a name. She just refers to herself as that in like meetings and stuff like glitter mom here. Like, yeah. So <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Some of the things I know about you. Now, the, when I first, how, I don't know I, how many years ago, but you brought me in to do a <laughs> photo shoot. <laughs> and it man was, that I've let touch my Conan sword. I know, right? So, yeah. So, she let me wield a Conan sword. Oh, you're like, blushing a little bit. Oh, no, because it be was okay. cool. It was super it was cool. <laughs> it was a moment because this is, it, it, it's a gigantic beefy sword and yeah, it's the uh, movie replica version. the movie yeah uh, it's from conan the barbarian yes and so i then this leads perfectly into this too because i know at that point that you definitely had a conan obsession mm -hmm. but i've heard it's gone into maybe just a full-blown arnold obsession. oh my god oh, i'm trying go to keep into this anything. okay 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 <laughs> i've had m my dad raised me on arnold schwarzenegger movies <laughs> all right perfect and, so, and and then once you uh, actually read arnold's story about how he came up from like this this basically hut with no electricity in austria and then came to the U.S. He was a millionaire before he was a movie star. Yep. Um, he came here. He literally said he wanted to marry a Kennedy. And what did he do? He ended really? Up, yes. Of course um, he said that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, this is what I want yeah. to do. And then he I know a lot of people it. are put off by him, but I don't. I think that that's because they read headlines and they don't read the stories. And um, and so fr from the time I've been very young, my <laughs> two favorite movies have been Predator and Conan. Really? Yeah. That's, nice. That doesn't really go over well when you're uh, like a Southern girl, like in Nashville, by the way, <laughs> at a private school. You can, and then you like WWF. Like what? Oh my gosh! Yeah, you poor girl. <laughs> it's okay. It's it toughing fits, me up. It's fine. Okay, okay, you're right. It's you're fine. right. Yeah, I've learned that the things that really suck when you're a kid, that like if you're bullied or you have a bad childhood or like there's just rough things. Mm -hmm. If you're worth a damn as a human. Um, in can, most cases you can work through a lot of it but i mean well what well also like when things are in the past you can do nothing about them and and so they really suck when you like recall them or you retell them but what you should focus your energy on is 
like transforming that energy. And um, to me, they become superpowers. So all of those things that happen, like back when I was a lot younger, mm -hmm. they're the reason that I'm good at telling stories. They're the reason that I can, I can um, facilitate a conversation with another nerd who's awkward about something else. Like, Congratulations. I, I've been awkward. <laughs> I've been awkward about Arnold Schwarzenegger and WWF wrestling my entire life. That's really weird. <laughs> well, they kind of fit yeah. in with that one or the other right there. I think that makes sense. Uh, so, and like, I love the fact that it was Predator as well. That was one of the first <laughs> movies like that I remember seeing in the theater, aside from the Star Trek movies. I love that movie so much. But it was one of those. <laughs> it was one of those like my stepdad because my stepdad was a total dick. Oh, no. We've talked about this a lot. Stories. I've got a stepdad story oh, no. about Predator, and it was one of those things where it's like, "Duh, you're too much of a pussy to go see that movie." And it's like, "No, I'll go see it." And he's like. All right, fine. I'll take you to go see it. We saw it and I had a good time. Like it was one of those, oh, but oh, like oh. he was just kind of one of those always kind of like uh, the shit on you sort of type ah. on that. But it was going to see those. Was like, no, I could do that. I could see that movie. I'm down with that. Mm -hmm. I'm fine. But of course, watching you know Jesse Ventura's chest explode is a little traumatizing <laughs> for an eight year old. What? No. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. In the theaters and the big glory of that. When you see that, you're like, whoa. Actually, I I. A little jealous that you got to see it in the theater. Yeah, I saw that in the theater. I remember seeing, and it was that same sort of thing with my stepdad. It was seeing uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors. Mm -hmm. That one is horrifying because I had only seen Nightmare on Street 1 and 2 when I was younger, huh. um, but it was like the TV edits. I could have met your stepdad I, one I day, have man. no <laughs> recall of any horror movies whatsoever because, strangely enough, my family, because my dad was a pastor, was really against like anything magical or horror-related. I've, I've heard that. And yeah. then raised me on Conan. <laughs> Well, and I mean, Predator. Well, I mean, so, aliens. Aliens aren't like ghosts and magic, so that's fine. Oh my god, are you going to break this down? <laughs> and Conan. I mean, that's just basically real life, just in the, the medieval times. There's a little the bit first of, Conan. Yeah, there's no. a little bit of magic. Don't no, I don't remember it really. Snake. He has a snake bow thing that he shoots mm -hmm. at people. Oh Is yeah. That the first one? Yeah. You don't remember the witch? The oh, oh that's yeah, a lot yeah. of it. Yeah. How does that work then? How the fuck does that work? I don't know, man. All right, then you know. Hey, at least you were able to get some fun fun out of it. Exactly. So any. Anytime anybody starts talking about horror movies, I'm like, ah. yeah. Well, and that I'm was weirdly desensitized to them. Like everything scares me. So <laughs> that was it. Was one of those ones that didn't scare me, but it creeped me out because at one point one person was like in a marionette with their tendons, what? and then they're forced Ew. to jump off the top of a building. <laughs> oh, that yeah. Freddie makes him oh, do. That's okay. the Nightmare on Elm Street thing, like that. But I do remember the one time that he did cover my eyes was when uh, boobies were on the screen. Well, yeah, mm -hmm. because I love I, I love that he gets you like he just progressively gets scarier, but then he covers you with boobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, He's yeah. like, no. Oh, you no. can't see those. But, oh, watch that guy with his tendons. <laughs> oh, What's yeah. going to happen? Yeah. That makes me happy. Okay, so you're not totally into the horror stuff. What, is, uh, what does Halloween mean to you on that? Are you in or out on Halloween? I'm into it because it's like something creative and fun and whatnot, but it's not like, I'm not like into it, into it. Okay, okay. I was wondering on that one. You're not a ghosty person. You're not into ghosts. Um, ghosty, scary no. things. And I have to like keep myself on that side too because I work in like one of the creepiest buildings. <laughs> I was going to bring up that. <laughs> yeah, so you've got, you've got that whole vibe, which I love about Tacoma, which is there a lot of places are either repurposing or just letting people move into those old buildings. Yeah. Like right now we're in the Union Club, yep. which was literally, I was telling you before, built in 1888. It was the actual Union Club where all the guys would make all the bad decisions about what they wanted to do in Tacoma. <laughs> <laughs> lots of corruption, you lots of terrible things. Talk to them about their elevator picture. <laughs> well, no, no, well then, now it's an amazing setup because they've got all of the offices and a bunch of spaces, uh, a good common room, and 
definitely a good spot if you are a small business or want to have a small business and you need just like literally a physical address to get stuff uh, sent to you. Yeah. Um, but still also totally haunted. And <laughs> the other buildings, I mean, I used to work down on uh, down at the Department of Assigned Counsel down the street and uh, the, the Court of Appeals. And those buildings are haunted. And I'll bring that up all the time. And you're in an old house. You're in an old building that I'm uh, absolutely 100% sure is haunted. And I'm sure that you've thought about this plenty of times when you're doing there. And you've turned that into your whole gigantic headquarters setup. Yeah. There's it's- like what? Because it's three floors. And so it's the restaurant and there's an office on the back end. Mm-hmm. Then there's the second floor is entirely us. And the third floor is apparently it used to be a brothel and it is completely. That's another Tacoma staple. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. completely- yeah. There are 11 bathrooms up there. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> 11 bathrooms? Yeah, yeah, you're doing the math. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah, there are 11 yeah. bathrooms up there. Um, but it's completely broken down and messed up. Like, it needs to be gutted and redone, which I'm all about. Really? Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm a poor Mexican kid. <laughs> you're you're so hard. You're like, like I can do amazing. this. Are you going to keep all 11 bathrooms? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know why we need that many bathrooms. Well, I, I mean. I don't feel like that's a need. <laughs> uh, well, I mean. That would be like a weird staple to leave in. Instead of like the load-bearing walls, just leave all the bathrooms, the bathrooms? in. They're probably connected to load-bearing walls. They're I don't know. probably hilarious. fine. This is an office and then a bathroom. And yeah. then we have an office and a bathroom. And then we have an office slash bathroom. Because, you know, we have too many bathrooms. Well, Well, my brother and I, like, every time he comes down, we just, like, go up there, just, like, look around, like, you know what we could do up there? What you could do with that? (laughs) What you should do with this? What we could do with that? so beautiful. Yeah, because we're not afraid of hard work. That doesn't scare us at all. Obviously. Like, just listening to to your story for, like, the last uh, almost decade has been, well, even about a decade. Yeah, I feel so old now. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. I did the bad thing there on that one. How dare you? I know. Uh, a question also. Um, do you have a a craft fail that you wish you could have like turned into something or something that you had like this like the big brain idea and you're just like this is not going to work the way I want to or you know, along those lines or do you just go straight into something and you just hard head pound it in until it's gonna turn into what you want it to be? So um, I will say that there have been many things that I've started and that have not ended up how I intended it, but I okay. still like the end result. Okay. I'm very good at pivoting on pretty, uh, in pretty okay, much everything. I think that that's a thing that most small business owners get really good at is having to make something work for something else. Okay. And that's not what you started it out as. Mm-hmm. And th- that comes out in a lot of different ways. And so um, if we're talking about like just creatively, I don't think there's anything that has um, – that I've done or made or produced that I didn't like at the end. It probably just wasn't okay. the thing I intended in the beginning. And so I guess at that point, it needs, uh, even as like a small business or, or, or a creative, you need to be able to uh, understand the adjustments that you need to make at that point. Yeah. And also, like, what do you have? What do you have that's like within arm's reach? What is the cheapest thing possible? But mm-hmm. that's not you're not going to be redoing something or is it feasible to redo something because you're just doing something for a photo shoot and then you can rebuild something else for you know to to be a mainstay like things like that um i am i i told my mentor last year sometime like when i was being whiny about (laughs) about being a small business owner and how much work it was and i was just like you know i I should just go get a real job. I should go just go get a regular job. Do you know how much money I'd be worth in a regular job? I was like, my troubleshooting Uh, skills uh. alone, I would be worth millions. (laughs) And he was like, he was like, stop saying stupid shit like that. (laughs) And, and he told me, um, you know, you're a person that really, that five years from now, you're going to look back and think on this time, like 
that was the best time of my life because you got to work for it. You got to fight it out with the universe and you won. And he was like, so like, take some enjoyment in that now. You don't have to do that only then. And number two, do you think jobs like this happen to people all the time? Like you have Darth Vader that is like a regular <laughs> like occurrence at your shows. Like you do things that nobody else gets to touch. Yeah. And it's primarily because you, you just got so... Um, one of my favorite quotes is uh, follow your heart but take your brain with you mm-hmm. and he quoted that back at me you know because he likes to use it as a weapon yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he, he said you just dug deep into that and it actually worked like there's not another job like do you really want a regular job is that really what you're going no no <laughs> is that really what you no yeah exactly and um, so I try to remember that all the time then how'd you how'd you come across with your mentor like was it just somebody in the business was it somebody outside of that was it like a family friend or anything along those lines because i think that's a big thing that people should really have is somebody that they can either bounce ideas off of or get the good feedback that you need in a mentorship sort of thing like that um i came upon him accidentally as he was actually um one of the landlords for the geek boutique when we had the the storefront and um i didn't know this is this is where my my naive thing comes in um, beneficially sometimes I didn't know that I probably shouldn't negotiate on the pricing and I did it anyway and then he came back like through the broker and was like and actually negotiated with me but then asked to meet me in person because he liked that I was sassy okay So, (laughs) so and then ever since then we had like one lunch like three or four years ago and ever since then we have a lunch or dinner once every six weeks about. Wow, okay. Um, so it's like super informal. And, um, and he is one of, the, one of the most wise men that I've ever met when it comes to business. And he's also just hilarious. Um, and That's he wants awesome. to see a scrappy kid win because he grew up where he had like way more access to things that um, like set him up for being um, successful. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, but that's just not his jam. Like he likes... He loves Tacoma. He loves how gritty it is. Yes. He lives. He loves. He, he actually um, cringes with me when, like, you know, the the corporate things start going up around yeah. here. It bothers mm-hmm. both of us because mm-hmm. we like the how Tacoma feels. Um, and so, like, I'm just I'm just a human version of that feeling that he has that he doesn't want everything to be like that's awesome. Easy. He wants some creativity. He wants to um, root for the underdog. And that's how he supports the underdog is that um, he, he gets, he listens to me every six weeks, talk about the <laughs> shit that <laughs> I don't know how to figure out. That is awesome. I mean, it's like, I think that's something that everyone needs yep. is that. And if you can find something like that, it's a, a special way that'll help you be able to succeed or mm-hmm. at least figure out where you're wanting to yeah. go with what you want to do. And I would say that if you're looking for a mentor, which you should be doing, mm-hmm. um, that you, cause it's not going to be, it's very rarely that just like, Oh, a mentor. And then they appear. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. That's not a thing. Um, but don't waste their time. Be respectful of their time and, good call, good call. and keep your stuff concise and don't be a, don't be a whiner and don't take every little thing to them. Like, and basically, and don't take criticisms, uh, like to heart, like they're an attack on you either. And if you do, honestly, you have too much time on your hands. (laughs) Yeah. Your your business is probably not doing that well. If you have enough time for you to manage, like taking, taking something personally that somebody who you care about and you know, cares about you said, as constructive criticism, if you have enough time to flip that into some kind of like emotions, 
that you know were not intended, mm -hmm. then you need to like look at the rest of your life and figure out like, oh, where, see which... where that is causing yeah. it, you know, <laughs> yeah. why it is. Because that's not them. That's yeah. not them at all. Um, I think that people would free up a lot of time in their life if they started taking things as they were intended and not adding translations to things that do not need translation. That's a good point. It's a really good point, especially nowadays. Like with everything, like just with the with the globalization, and I mean you've seen that having to deal with everything on a global scale at this point because espionage cosmetics is absolutely global. Yeah, which like shipped to thirty plus countries at this point. Congratulations! Thank you. So anyone listening out there, even our uh, you shipped to Russia, right? Maybe, maybe. Uh, Probably I bet not. you we've got like fourteen or fifteen listeners in Russia <laughs> at least. Yeah, yeah, we've got a couple out there. So if you go, I mean, you're in Russia, you know how to figure out the bylines. Go to espionagecosmetics.com. You can get all your stuff right there. Jamie, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Thank you for having me. Like, this was really cool. Yeah, it's. I, I'm just super happy. I mean, first off, happy to have known you for so long and be able to get you on this podcast. But it's a Tacoma business in a town that you're doing your own thing. And seriously, it's that hard headedness that is what the grit city podcast is all yeah, about absolutely thank you for having me thank you everyone else for listening i really do appreciate this scott and brogan and jeff do as well i'm speaking for them because what I the want, hell yeah i already did that <laughs> I mean, whatever if you guys want to uh send us somebody who might be unique fun and uh, want to talk uh with them on the grit city podcast you can do so info at gritcitypodcast.com you can hit us up on all social media as well because we love doing that and uh any events anything going on like that we'd love to see because at the very least, we can share it. We can retweet. We can do those things all that those we do. Yeah, yeah, all that different Search stuff. Search for us, too. Search on Google for us. Yeah. Put in some randomness because we need some Yeah, Seattle numbers. Tacoma podcast yeah. and uh, Scott's bald That'll get head. Us. That'll get us every time. Seattle Tacoma podcast. It will. I think, yeah, we're number one it's for that one. It's so, super easy to get yeah, us on that. Well, but I want a different one. I want something that doesn't, oh, isn't okay. easy. Do you need help with SEO? Uh, no, but okay. well, I mean, not really. <laughs> it, okay, maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I do. I do. Yeah, everything. I'm really yeah. good at things like that. Okay, we might have to talk to you about some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I just would. I would like people to search because we get so we get really good search results for certain things, but. Mm -hmm. um, I would like. I would just like to expand some stuff. Like Tacoma Podcast gets us. Seattle Tacoma Podcast gets us. Jake Bird would get us. Yeah, J like, yeah, murderers in uh, Tacoma actually, absolutely right. get us like, on that. But so. I, I want some. I want some more like out outside have the you box. Used, have you used the feature called Google Trends before? Yeah, where it shows you what's what's trending like on Google during yeah, searches. Yeah, but have you used it to like connect other search terms that you guys can start building into like your website SEO and your what you're saying on Twitter and you're saying Social a lot media. of words that I think that we should know. Yes. I'm saying a lot of words that I only learned <laughs> from my business. Yeah, no, yes. you have to learn I, though. Like, I actually, no, I actually, um, I, I do very well with our SEO stuff. Okay. Like I, I have awesome. done. I, I have yeah. no idea he does it all. So okay. that's, yeah, yeah, that's not me. <laughs> that's at his all. job. Sorry. That's good yeah. to do. No, no. <laughs> Just, um, but again, uh, gritcitypodcast.com to find all of our stuff. Patreon.com slash gritcitypodcast. You can get uh, all the old episodes where it's Brogan getting his beer spit into by oh nice ladies. Awesome Derby Girls and uh, just the random weird stuff that you guys did back then. Yeah, we did some comedy shows on there. We did yep. some live comedy, I think, on there. You'll have access to stuff. all those episodes, plus yeah. all of our episodes, plus the bonus content. It's like 120 episodes. Yeah, that's for a like lot. Four, bucks. four dollars four bucks. a month. And then if you go eight bucks, you can get the uh, t-shirt. You get a t-shirt. The special Boom. Grit City Podcast Shroom Brothers logo. And, and nobody's wearing today. 
Uh, no, no, I'm not. I thought I was going to wear it, no but, uh, but I got, that's right. I got oh, the it's hoodie. on the back of the sweater. It's on though. the back of the sweater. It's got the hoodie, and if you want to upgrade with that, you can do the hoodie as well, yeah. which is really cool, and it supports local business with the Shroom Brothers. All right, that's enough talking for now. Yeah. Thank you, Jamie, for being on. Again, espionagecosmetics.com. Check them out. Get all of your nerdy needs, because it's really fantastic. And uh, until next next time, guys, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Grit City Podcast. Check them out at gritcitypodcast.com. <laughs>